<laughs> All right, so hey, uh, there it is. We're uh, back with another week, Discover It podcast. And this week we decided we're going to do a little something different or something a little different. Uh, we're going to have a conversation. In that conversation, we're, we're going to be discussing uh, our journey um, and, you know, some things along the way. And this, many things we have talked about in the past in depth, and that might be a, a job, <clears throat> a little bit of homework for me, doing the editing. Maybe I can get in the show notes, uh, you know, referencing each podcast episode that we've talked about these various ideas. But um, we have Paul and Jody on the line tonight. And uh, so, yeah, I, I'll get started with uh, just something I, you know, going through my journey, something I realized is that uh, illusions. We was talking about this on another episode, getting ready to be released, that uh, illusions are real. Okay, so the understanding that we're going to experience illusions on our path. Uh, A lot of what we see, Paul said this, I know Jody's heard it, um, most people who work with Paul, many times is that things are not always what they seem. And that has stuck with me and sunken in more and more over the years, just an understanding and an acceptance that not all of what you see is entirely what it seems to be because there's so many things that are at play, like our past and um, the way we may be feeling in the moment, the way that we were conditioned are, you know, having their effects on what we're perceiving and the mind and it will use that to play so many different tricks on us. So, uh, yeah, I'll just lead with that. And, um, what do you guys think about that? You know, that one idea that, you know, illusions are real in that sense, you know, that they're affecting us every day. Well, let's look at the uh, Ray. Let's look at the uh, definition of an illusion: a thing that is, or is likely to be wrongly perceived or interpreted by the senses. With uh, it, with its self-defense mechanism, this is a perfect example of what it does to protect itself from being known. It creates illusions to cause the individual to look at things different than what it really is. What's your take on that, Jody? Yeah, I think that's definitely true. And, you know, we talk about, you know, one of the things way in the beginning is, you know, having an open mind being able to look at these different misbeliefs that we've so strongly held on to. And, you know, we've talked about that, that word cognitive dissonance where there's such a strong hold and resistance against looking at things that are so outside our normal. And I think, you know, when Ray talked about illusions, I think of, 
you know, our vision, like what we see, we typically believe to be true, but we kind of forget that what we're really looking at is getting interpreted by our brain and our brain's ultimately going to kind of interpret what we're looking at. And the greatest example of that is, you know, when, when we're dreaming, our eyes are closed. So we're not using our eyes to actually create that vision in our head. That's completely being created by our brain. So with same thing with illusions, you know, the way we perceive things, the way we hear things, all these different uh, senses that are interpreting and coming in, you know, we're, we can create whatever we want them to be like, and it's going to be all based on that past program conditioning, like what we are used to. And it's interesting where you can have the exact same scenario with various people and everybody's going to interpret it differently, even though none of the facts have changed. So, you know, I think that's a, a great example of being on a journey of self-discovery is looking at these different possibilities. You know, things aren't, like Ray said, things aren't always the way that we think they are. And it's, um, it's interesting how as you go along and you start learning more and more, and once you start breaking down these misbeliefs, it kind of breaks down these walls and it starts opening yourself up to more and more possibilities. And, you know, I think that's the big stage, the big growth stage. So thanks, Paul. Thank you. Well, I think, you know, in the beginning, and, and I think you can vouch for this, Ray, in the beginning, I would say something like a word definition or something of that nature, and you thought, Ray and or Jody, you thought it was one thing, but it became reality to you that this new meaning was more real to you than you thought before. What's your feedback on that, Ray? I know uh, that I have and still in some ways, just realizing that with so many things we turn away from certain things for, I would say for whatever reason, but really we run from pain, right? So, and discomfort. So for whatever reason, and of all the words that are out there, various things and ideas we turn away from. So I think that's my take on kind of why a word may become all mixed up in our minds and it's not even just words, but concepts, ideas can get all discombobulated without us ever really addressing where it comes from, what that thing actually means. That's why I like defining words because you're looking at how this word came to represent what it represents and, and specifically that, not what you thought it meant or what you, you know, how you heard it used by somebody who may or may not even been using it correctly and just that these words carry so much energy and that energy can be way off. Uh, and I, I think that's powerful because again, it's not just with words, but your understanding of what a father is, a mother is a friend. Um, you know, so many different areas of our life. And, and, and that goes back to the illusion, uh, just, 
coming and, and like Jody said, realizing that the way we experience these various aspects of our life is based on what the brain is perceiving it to be. It's so many different things that are going on during that process that we just don't realize. Uh, that, that's hence that phrase, illusions are real. We don't realize how much of it is, in essence, an illusion because it's created by the mind and it's subject to various changes. So it really is just what we see it as. And if we don't realize that, then we don't realize we can change it. We don't realize how it could have ever gotten the way that it is. So we're just in that, we're just uh, lost as far as what we can do about it, you know. We, we, we don't become aware of it. And so when you take those words and you're open to looking at, okay, what is love? If you're going by by where the word came from, how it was developed, and what the final say, and, you know, everybody's in agreement. The definition is this. It gets pretty tight and dry, you know. Um, it's like a way of calibrating your understanding of things. So yeah, I appreciate that uh, exercise. I mean, we've been doing it for 10 years, so it, it's obviously you know, branched out to other areas as a principle to live by, you know? Well, it's just like... Yeah, the, go ahead, Joe. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, the, the words thing are, it's a really good, I guess, kind of a check, you know, like our our conditioning, our programming is is really stubborn. And a lot of times it's really hard to let go of that until something kind of slaps you in the face and doing those, those word definitions when you're like, of course I know what that word means. You know, I'm not an idiot. And then you start looking at it and you realize that maybe it doesn't really mean what you thought it meant. And so it was really good to kind of like put me in check where it was like, Hey, maybe you need to start looking at things with a little more open mind and, you know, start to realize that, you may not know what you thought you knew, you know? So I think it was really good to help put that conditioning, that, you know, programming in check where maybe you didn't learn things the way they really are and start to be more open to other opportunities. So I think that was really good. I'm learning too, just to throw something in there, um, that it, it, it's really a different way of looking at things when you, when you think like there's, like when it comes to truth, I, I feel like there's really, whatever's true is what gets you to be happy and effective in your life, you know, sort of like be able to get what you want out of life and feel good about it, be happy. That's what's true. And so um, kind of tied into those illusions and stuff is that you really have to learn whatever is necessary for you to be happy and to be able to get what you want out of life. That's what's true for you. Anything else is not true. It, it ain't doing it. Don't do you no good. It's just, you know, like Paul says that it would be it. It's trying to get you 
off course. It's trying to destroy you, trying to prevent you from creating. I think that's what we're here to do is to create, to manifest, to be happy, to spread that love, that joy. And that, that you know, whatever can, whatever allows you to open up to that is true. Let's look at the word truth. Truth to us as individuals. Based upon all the past program conditioning in one's life, that belief system is your truth. And until you define these words and understand what the real meaning are, then we have to look at these misbeliefs that we have in these past program conditioning belief systems and words that are attached to them. And on the journey of self-discovery, we find that a lot of words are misbeliefs based upon all the past program conditioning that we thought at the time were truths, but really were a misbelief based upon the environment, the people we were dealing with, and how we were feeling at that particular time that our belief system were portraying to be. Combat, combat on that. Go ahead, Ray. <laughs> I definitely um, realize that that belief system is, you know, our belief system is being built off our conditioning and, and things like that is key to changing anything, to building, which for me, I guess I can say for me is my ultimate objective in life is to build, build the healthiest, happiest, you know, uh, life for me and people I care about. And you can't do that unless you build the habits, unless you change the habits and, if you don't know that your belief system is built or your, you know, understanding of the world is built on what you believe to be true and that that has come from conditioning and patterns throughout so many different years, I mean, you're, you're just, there's no chance. I hate to say that, but I, I think that more, more, you know, more and more every day is that when you don't understand certain things like that, you, you have no chance. There's no way, no one can give you enough it would make you happy because the way at, at your core, the way you interact with the universe is off balance. So you don't, you, you don't understand though. Some of those keys to me is, are, are the keys to manifesting what you want, whatever that is in life. And one of them being that, that your beliefs shape your reality. And if you, if something ain't what you want it to be, you have to change the belief. You have to get to the core. No other way. There you go. Yeah, and I think, you know, our discover it method where we identify different things in our life, that's really key to kind of that, the start of that process, the start of that journey, because there, like they said, like there's so many things that we go through so many things that we just want to hold on to 
and I talked about this um, maybe a couple weeks ago, that identity, like everybody seems to have like an identity of who they think they are and they refuse to let go of it. And until they can identify the things that are not useful, not creating happiness for them, not being productive, those different items and confront them, you know, they're just going to keep doing the same thing they've always done. And so that's not, (laughs) that's not really much of a self-discovery if you just stay the same. So, and for me, there, there were certain things that I could identify that I found out were actually helpful and useful, you know? So, but being able to really take a, a good look at it and kind of analyze that and determine, is this something that's productive? Is there some sort of past program conditioning that's really creating uh, this, this idea where I want to hold on to that and, you know, be able to confront that and see like, do I need to let go of this? Um, is it productive? What parts, maybe I, maybe there's something in between. So I think, you know, going back to that open mind where, you can open up so many different possibilities and they may not be stuff that will work for you or something that you want to do. Um, but you also got to realize the things that naturally make you the happiest and that naturally you're kind of drawn to, you're drawn to those things for a reason. Uh, so looking at that reason and then figuring out was that a good reason or not is, is a, is part of that journey. And my favorite, my favorite thing is like, what's your favorite color? So I I love asking people what your, what their favorite color is because it kind of, it's interesting when they created that favorite color. um, If they ever changed that favorite color, things like that, because to me, colors, they may have some different, like, I guess maybe whether they're bright, they kind of stand out, maybe help with different things like that. But for me, my favorite color was always blue. And when I had to think about, like, when I, when I said blue was my favorite color, um, which it wasn't really, but it kind of went back to when I was young somebody said, what's your favorite color? And I always associated blue with like a boy's color. Um, and then I guess looking back, I created, I had like a favorite color of like a certain yellow that I had from like a motorcycle when I was like a senior year in high school. And, you know, I, I had so many emotions attached to that and so much excitement and all these things and so those feelings are really attached to the color. That's kind of what make, makes those kind of interact. So it's really interesting when people evaluate colors and how many things create that natural response. And once you can go back and find the source of that response, then you can start to look and analyze and see, is this something that I can change Am I holding on to that reason because of that one situation and things like that? And, you know, kind of filter out the good and the bad, I guess. So I think it's pretty good. And to bring this to a close, 
you know, open-mindedness, being on a journey of self-discovery, you have to be open-mindedness and have a sense of courage to be on a journey of self-discovery, to learn new things about yourself, to enhance your world and transform your world. Don't you both agree? Absolutely. Definitely. And I just wanted to say, uh, I'm glad you brought up that thing that uh, about identity because that's something I've noticed and experienced um, a great deal. I believe that was like a major shift in my life when I was able to start giving up that identity. And since then, I can see it all the time. You know, that's it's crazy how huge of an effect that has on us that we're like, this is who I am and that's what that means. And, you know, my dad was never nothing and I'd probably never be nothing. Or my parents treated me like this. How, how could I succeed? You know, just, you just relive that over and over and over, not realizing you're just recreating that using your mind to recreate that prison every day. And it's so unfortunate whenever, you know, you know that and you understand that, realize that these people are just, just, you know, destroying themselves through that way of thinking. You know, it comes from conditioning, but, it's, you know, like everything we talked about tonight, when you don't realize that, just nothing you can do. You know, there's there's no way that you could randomly uh, land upon peace and happiness and fulfillment, you know. Uh, but... That identity thing was a big one. Yeah. Probably should do a whole episode. Yeah. Well, thank you, uh, Ray and Jody tonight. Um, it's just like, you know, whatever our past program conditioning has taught us to believe that our identity is, is uh, such a distracting uh, concept, self-concept, because uh, usually we are we are we are our own worst enemy and don't even know it, and that's the way uh, it has created us, based upon all of the experiences and things that have happened to us from birth until the present time, has accumulated that belief system to be true to us, whether it's true to anybody else or not, it's true to us, and until we identify who we really are, who we think we are, that's the beginning of linking the difference between knowing and not knowing. I think we had a very, very good conversations uh, with um, this week, and uh, I think we need to open up our conference calls to more uh, conversations about different subject matter with it and different uh, things in our life going through this journey of self-discovery. Anybody else want to say something before we get off the phone this evening? This was a great call. I enjoyed that um, format. So, uh, yeah, like you said, look forward to doing it more often in the future. And everybody had great points. All right, gang. Next week, next Thursday night at 7.30, ask your friends, relatives, and mainly your enemies 
to be on call with the Discovery Podcast. Call in at 518-992-1035. And as always, you use access code 655-145. We will see y'all next week. Bye now.